Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation Podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best-selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. like a thousand times over the last month that man I love what I do and this has been my absolute favorite part of my gig is being able to interview smart kick-ass beautiful entrepreneurs that can help y'all so the whole reason why I put together this financial freedom really crushing the next year was because I wanted y'all to meet my friends to meet the people I know meet the people that I go to to put things together and without further ado I want you to meet my friend Charvette Mitchell yay hello hello hey girl hey (laughs) thank you so much Thank you so much for having me. I, I am so that. Hey, girl, here. you know, that's her That's her tagline. So that's in her emails, everything. That's in her yes. Facebook ads. Hey, girl, hey. Yes. You know? And that's how I think people know you, which is yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It started because when I started a Facebook group, the Facebook group was for females. Now, I do work with a few lucky men, but it was really a quick way to just let the men know that, okay, this is not for you. But it really became... A culture. It really, I can go out in the grocery store and, and meet somebody that's in my group and they're like, hey girl, hey. So it's just <laughs> something that has, has stuck. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I think it, in building a business that you have to create a culture, right? A, yeah. a thing that they know you for. You know, I'm, if I let people introduce me, right? So they mm-hmm. say, oh, she owned this telephone company, I think. And she had a lot of men, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, a lot of men, dang, no, I don't know, it just is, you know, and they create this thing, but, but it is a culture of badass women that end up being there and like really killer men that are attracted to badass women, right? Because there's a certain kind of dude that works with me because they're not intimidated by it. They look for that. So it really did create a culture. But speaking of introducing yourself, how about you tell everybody, you know, who the hell is Charvette Mitchell? All right. So I work with female entrepreneurs and a few lucky men to help them build their online platform so that they generate more revenue with an amazing online brand. I do that in a couple of ways. I do that with my web design services, with personal branding, like fun stuff like brand photo shoots building, creating digital products. I also host a radio show that is over 11 years old that comes on in the form of a podcast every Tuesday. And I'm also an author and a speaker. Have a book that's coming out, a book compilation actually, that's coming out in a few months. So that's just a little bit about me. Oh, that's awesome. See, busy, busy, busy. I think like the commonality of everybody that I've interviewed is that we're implementers, right? So that we just get you done. And we do a lot of things. So it's always like, yeah, well, yeah, and I did that. Oh, and this, and this, and this, and this. <laughs> I was interviewing a guy a couple days ago, and like he sent me his bio. I go, look, I'm not, I'm not going through the 17 awards <laughs> that you won, you know, last year. And he's laughing. He's like, Rochelle, you're so crazy. Like, no, no, no. But that's what happens when you yeah. implement too, though. 
right? Yeah. When you implement yeah. and put it together. I think that's what happens. So, you know, oftentimes I will run into folks who swear that they're in business uh -huh. and they say, oh, well, just go to my website, you know, and I'll uh -huh. go to their website and I go, oh, well, I know why you're not making any money. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, what is this? And that, you know, and I know that you're proud of it because you finally accomplished something or mm -hmm. somebody gave it to you and it's just like this link that's got 50 hyphens and whatever. But, you know, in 2019 or whenever mm -hmm. y'all listening to it and beyond. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is it important to have a really nice website? Listen, let me tell you my response on this because there, there is a little bit of argument in the industry whether you need a website or not. And so there are a couple things that'll give you indicators. Number one, if you even need a website. Are people asking you for your website address? Are customers, our clients, our supporters, our sponsors asking for your website address? That's a key indicator. Are you able to transact business online? Can you get month? Can you, are you able to, to close deals and send people a link and all of that? Um, here's a, a thought of maybe an industry that you don't need a website in. I have a, a friend that was a lawyer for several years, private practice, never needed a website. Had referral business, over six figures, never needed a website. But then she transitioned into more of leadership coaching, C-suite coaching. And in that arena, there was an expectation that she had a website. So sometimes the genre that you're in will dictate and there is an expectation from the clientele that you do have a website. But really, if people are asking you for one, that's going to be your first huge indicator. You know, I always think about, you know, the first thing that I do when I hear somebody's name or something mm -hmm. is that I Google them. I just yeah. instantly Google them and I see what's going on, you know, and one of the gals a couple days ago who she does digital footprinting and getting your name out there. She's like, you know, you never know what's out there and it could be something bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And you want to control the story of your brand. You want to control, because if you have a website, when they go to Google, that's the first thing that should come up. Yeah. So you are able to control what it is that people, the first impressions that they have, and what you want them to know about you versus Google trying to piece together where here's the LinkedIn, well, here's an article, or here's a podcast, and then they're piecing together the story of the brand. You want to control that. Ah, I love that. I love that. So you work in the area of visual, visual branding. Yes. What is that? Because you are a vision of beauty. Yes, everything thank you, coordinated. Thank you, thank you. Everything coordinated. <laughs> you know, so so tell me about visual branding. What what is that? Yeah, the visual piece is really what people see related to your brand. So there's one part of, of branding where you're really getting your messaging clear, your target audience, who you are here to serve, what problems you're here to solve. That's a part of the promises that you're here to make. That's a part of your brand. But then once you have that and in conjunction to that, what is it that people visually see that represents your company, your brand? And so we go to things like color, brand colors logos, websites, brochures, business cards, photography, all of those visual elements that quite honestly, most people get introduced to your brand by that first. Then they can hear about the promises you make and the solutions that you have. So it's really what people see about your brand. 
So do you think that colors and different colors make you feel differently? Absolutely. There are actually some psychologies to colors. But what people miss is the color should attract the client, not your favorite color per se. So I'll give you an example. I have a, a customer who, a potential customer actually, we're, we're in discussions about her website. And her current brand is pink, purple, butterflies, all right? She has written a book that's about divorce, but she specifically wants to talk to men because she feels like we're always talking to women. She specifically wants to talk to men. So there's going to be a conflict with your brand if you're going after men and you have this purple, this pink, and the butterfly. So we ended up with a red, black, and, and a metallic gold accent. Why? Because the red can still be feminine, but men see that as powerful. So the brand colors do have to appeal to who your target audience is. And then there there are some things I actually have in this, we'll tell listeners and viewers how to get a hold of this, but I actually have a complimentary color chart that talks about the psychological meanings of colors. Oh, wow. And so, you know, because I've never really thought about the psychological meaning. I definitely have gone with, okay, you know, my favorite colors are orange and green. So the million dollar equation is green. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything green. is about green. You know, well, green means money too. So that's money, been wealth, like all yes. of the health, fertility, freshness, wealth, yeah. money. So you're, you're on track. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Because I was like, ooh, but that's my favorite. But I get that. You know, I, I do see a lot of folks with that, with the pink and, and thinking that, oh, I'm only going to target women, so I'm going to have a pink website. It's like hard to read pink. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, and what's interesting is my brand colors are, the two main colors are hot pink and navy blue. But when you come to my site, there's still a lot of white space. And, you know, the pink, of course, it kind of draws the attention of the women. But when we get down to sending proposals, guess what? My proposals are navy blue. A little bit of pink, but now the navy blue is stable. It's secure. We're serious. So you you want to make some determinations there. Because white is really visual branding important? It makes people have a perception about you. And when people perceive that your business or you, your personal brand is at a certain level, they will pay at that level. So you cannot be offering a Nordstrom level service or product and you look like Walmart. It does not compute. It the does price not even look. You cannot look low budget and have a high budget service or product and attract high budget, high clientele looking like Dollar Tree and Walmart. Now, there's no knock or diss to Dollar Tree or Walmart. They're making money, but they are attracting a certain clientele. So really, if you are in service-based, even product-based industries, and you are trying to go for a higher clientele, a more repeat client, you have to look like it. You have to. Oh, I said there's only one low-price leader. So you want to be that? You know, you don't. But it's got to be more than pretty pictures. So, you know, and I... But pretty pictures are a part of it. Yes. <laughs> strategic, yes. a strategic brand photo shoot is, you know, is a part of it. But yes, it is not. It is not everything. No, no, no. Well, then I go, okay, so now what are you going to sell? 
Oh, yeah. 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 So when you are putting together a visual brand, you know, what kinds of questions do you ask people? Yeah. We talk about their client. So who is your client? Who's your target audience? Who's that ideal customer? And then what are the promises that you are making to them? What are the solutions that you are offering to the problems that they have? So what are the problems that they have? What types of people have you worked with? What kind of results have they have they gotten? Literally, when we have these conversations, even my, my photographer, shout out to Kimmy James, she even in this conversation of getting ready for a photo shoot, she's asking, she's sitting down with me with each client. Okay, tell me about the client, tell me about their customer, tell me, so that she can even get the shots and get consultation shots and get angles that would appeal to the customer. So it really is about that type of conversation. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. here's what I also notice is that, well, and it might just be the people that I've attracted. <clears throat> so let me just, you know, call a spade a spade. But All most right. of the time when I ask people those questions, they have no idea. Yeah. They have no idea. So, you know, are those meetings like the longest meeting that you have is trying to pull out of your clients, you know, where they want to be? So what's interesting is I would say early on in my in my web design career because early on I was really attracting and my target was the startup, you know, first website, just getting started. And so, yes, those conversations were more difficult. The clientele I have now either are already generating revenue and now this is they're taking their brand to the next level or they are already in a professional environment and they're transitioning so there's already some of that work that has been done so that's where i am now and the conversations aren't as 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 hard as they were if you're working with someone who's just i'm just ready to get started immediately yeah and so would you attribute that because of your fabulous brand Yes. So absolutely. The growth of my brand has 100% propelled me forward, 100% propelled me forward and shifted my pricing, shifted my pricing, shifted the clients, the amazing clients that I get to work with because I established my brand. And so when they can, because you have, you, you ever go to a hairstylist and their hair is all over the place, but they do beautiful work. Like you have to be a representation of your work. And what's interesting, I actually had someone tell me they have been, they've been shocked by people who say that they do branding and then when they go look them up and go to their social media and go to their, like their stuff is kind of like, mm, it's just okay. So yeah, I've definitely been able to attract clientele because I've elevated and continue to elevate my brand. Sure. You know, I'm never shocked. I'm never shocked. Well, I'm not shocked because I think, you know, number one, Cobbler's children have no shoes, right? So when you're when you're working on other people's stuff, then you you just don't do, and then you forget how important it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then I think that there's a lot of people who are pretending. Well, this is true too. So that's that's where you come into this space of: Do you need it? Do you not? Don't you need? Do you need it? Do you? Because there are people who have all of this, and then like the question you said earlier: Okay, well, what are you selling? Like. What is your business? But you have all this pretty stuff. And so my aim is to get the person that's already generating or they're at a place where they have put some footwork in and now this is 
pushing them, but it's like, I just need this visual demonstration that will help push me to the next level and really showcase what I do. But yeah, that's, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors out here, as I say. Well, because I think branding is, people think that it's just pretty pictures. And because I can put it together an outfit, you know, then this is your brand and they get caught up in it. You know, it's kind of like PR, you know, I had a, um, you know, I've made some mistakes in high, you know, agency. Haven't we all? Have. Haven't we all? Haven't we all, right? And I end up going, well, wait a minute. You know, I tell my story better than anybody else. You know, not that there's no value in it. There is. Right. But you just have to be strategic like you do with the website, right? With your Absolutely. brand, with your colors. It, it has to have a mission, and an endpoint that you want to get to a realistic goal. So I love yes. that yours was, look, I don't want to work with startups anymore because this is painful. Right. They don't they don't have any money. They don't know what they're doing. So I want, well, it's just the truth. Or they've burned well, And you know what? To be honest, there's so many ways that you can do DIY websites. Like I'm not someone that's providing web design services with shields on my eye saying there's no other way to get this done. No, there are ways you can go do. And actually, I recommend that. If you are a startup, if you are, or unless you have resources, but if you are, if your resources are limited, I'd rather you have something. Start somewhere, get the digital footprint going, get Google used to finding you, knowing your name. I'd rather you do that because a website is like a car. The car that we both, now you might have yours. I don't have the car that I got when I was 16 or no. 18 or whenever no. I got my first car. I don't have the same car. A website is the exact same way. You upgrade, you upgrade as you need or as oh, you I want. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Your website is like a car. Do you have that same car? You know, no, which is, you know, constantly evolving and it needs to constantly yes. evolve. You know, and the one thing that not only, you know, now I have glasses. I didn't have yeah. glasses before, you know, so all my pictures don't have glasses. You know, my hair is, is getting gray now, <laughs> which, you know, it's like, so if I've got a photo and then of course, you know, because I'm a woman of a particular size that my weight fluctuates, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Then, yeah. I, I, the other day I, I posted on Facebook, I said, I'm going to need some of y'all to update your profile pictures because that is a pet peeve that I have. Oh my goodness, it's a pet peeve that I have. Please look like, in particular, if you are the brand. Now, if you're selling whatever and you're behind the scenes and we're never going to see, but if you're speaking, doing TV appearances, you're an author signing, doing book signings, you have to look like what you are representing or visually it is a disconnect for your clients and what they're saying is, okay, so you just hoodwinked me. So are you going to hoodwink me with everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just am like, ooh, she needs to update that, you know, because that doesn't look like her. And this picture is not, you know, her hair doesn't look like that ever. Nope. You know, I've seen her six times now and her hair doesn't look anything like her profile picture, yeah. right? The professional yeah. shot. So like, so, so how do you, what's your stance on that? Like, do you think that you should, because I used to. Uh-huh. which I say all the time, you know, I got over 500, 600 videos, right? And I yeah. would always come all done up. But real me is not all done up. Real yeah. me is, is, you know, I have on a uniform because I think that I read where, who was it? I think it was Steve Jobs 
and uh-huh. Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos all have a uniform, right? And so uh-huh. they wear the same thing every day. And they said, because, you know, you only get to make a few really good decisions and it shouldn't be wasted on what should I wear today. <laughs> right. So I just fell so, in love with that. And I go, that's yes. so true. So now, you know, I do just, this is who I am. This is who I am on a daily basis. Maybe it's not as beautiful as when I get all done up, right? But uh-huh. still, you know, I want to I wanna be able to, when I deliver my content, yes. I don't want you going, oh, she don't look good today. Right, it, right. <laughs> so I tell my clients. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I tell my clients, you want to look like yourself on a really good day. What you don't want is the glamour shot type of thing. You remember glamour shots? And I don't know if they I even do. still do them. You remember them? <laughs> Where you wow. had the cowboy hat and the, it was <laughs> really staged and capes and just a lot of stagedness. I do not recommend that. Yeah. You know, all of that tool. I have a picture. I don't even know what I was thinking. I have all this tool, wrap, pink tool wrapped around me. That is not what I recommend. I recommend, and I tell my clients, and even when they do photo shoots, I want you to look like yourself on a really good day. So the makeup artist we bring in, you're not going to look like a clown. It's not going to be hot pink and blue, and it's natural. Now, all my girls get lashes just because in, in photography it just looks good. But everybody looks like themselves. They are not overly caked up and overly, they look like they self. I tell them to wear things that you feel comfortable in, in your brand colors, but we want you to be comfortable. So that is my take on that. I am not the do the glamour shot type thing, in particular if people are going to see you in real life. I love it. I love that because it would. I just used to be like, "What in the world? You look crazy right there." Because that's <laughs> yeah. not you, and and you yeah. look like you're uncomfortable. You know. Yeah. I mean, yes, I do feel better when I'm all done up, and yes, you know, when I when I go and, and when I speak, I have a different makeup regime. When I'm on TV, I have a right. totally different makeup regime, right? But you know, when I'm just inside of me, I think it's it's you know, there's an essence of me. We were. The running joke now is that my um, my that people don't pay me until they get to see me and touch me and figure out that my hair is real, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a big bonus. <laughs> like her hair is real, and you know what, Rochelle? There are statistics that show definitely in this online space, social media, any type of video and streaming, people are very forgiving. We're the ones putting up these barriers and saying, I can't do the video because I don't have my brows filled in, my lashes. Now, the studies show that YouTube videos, people have a higher expectation of the quality of video over on YouTube. But if you're doing a live streaming or you're trying to step your foot into Instagram live or whatever, the studies show that people, your viewers, and your customers have a lower expectation. They're just so glad that you're there and they get to be a part of your brand. Oh, I feel so much better about that now. Okay, yeah. good. Because, see, I thought I was a rebel. I was like, yeah, no, this is just me. <laughs> yeah. Because I am, you know, just a, a regular, a regular person yeah. that just does extraordinary things. And I think that that's everybody and they forget it. You know, I still struggle with, ooh, should I need to, need to, you know, get to the salon and, oh, you know, it's not like I wanted to and, oh, the shirt's kind of too big and, yeah, well, because I have, you know, just a pile of black shirts, I just go grab one and this, right. this is just it. So 
I can get to, to the work that I need to do because, you know, I'm an implementer. So I think that makes yeah. it, that makes it different. Thank you so much for listening to my passion project and the million dollar equation podcast. Love what you're hearing. If you like it, I love it. <laughs> so click the subscribe button to get each week your new favorite episode. So one of the things that I've been asking everybody is, is tell me about your most favorite client. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be your ideal because sometimes I think mm -hmm. that doesn't always match, but like, who is yeah. your favorite client? Wow. My favorite client is someone who comes to the table. They've already have really have already started their business and they are really clear on the direction that they want to go and they're really clear and passionate about who it is that they're here to help um i find that that person is really like dialed in to the magic that they bring and so then when i work with them then everything flows from the brand colors to the photo shoot to pulling together their website content to when all of it wraps up together and then their social media images and all of that and then talking about other things that they want to do like host events and speak and write books it all flows because that person is really dialed in so that's really the best way i can say that somebody that's already gotten to a certain level and they're really dialed in and passionate about who they're here to help and they know how they can help them. They've got some track record, whether it's officially or unofficially, of this is how I've helped people. And I'm, I know I'm ready for the next level. It's just more people need to know about me. And that's where I help them elevate their platform. Oh, I love it. So have you ever struggled in life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, you know, we all struggle. And in this entrepreneurship thing, sometimes people feel like money is the struggle all the time. But money is, I have not, that has not been my testimony that the money has been the struggle. But what is the struggle is looking at all that you give out and you see if you could just do these these steps, if you could just do, I think giving out and then seeing that your audience is like, if they could just do a few more steps, they would be a little bit further. And it's like, you can't go and do the business for them. And you can't go and say, go change those pictures. You can't go and say, do this and update this. And so I think that is the struggle of really, of, of seeing that there could be more for your clients or people even just following you. And it's like, either there's a, a fear of success or fear of failure, but I really feel that what I see most is the fear of success. The things that they're not doing is really because they're scared of what if this does work. Yeah. So have you, have you failed before? Yeah. 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 I failed their decisions. Give me an example I, of one of your fail failures. I would say bartering assert, bartering services. So initially I thought something was a, a win, I thought it would be a win-win. And then after a year of a, a certain kind of barter, I looked back and realized I was the only one that gave and that person was better off by the end of the year, but that wasn't reciprocated. And so the failure in that was that I did not recognize that soon enough. 
And and so that I would say was a failure. Lesson learned, but I don't I know not to do that again where I am only on the giving in and then there is no no reciprocity. Yeah. My mother which everybody knows that you know she's like a big part of my life and so she got to an age where she needed some implants done and Mm -hmm. i met this dentist i was doing some work for him already and i was like hey can you do this for my mother and he's like yeah 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 you know let's you know how can we can we trade this and i'm like really i love that you know because it was it was a huge investment you know and so what happened is yes you know we got my mother has beautiful teeth now <laughs> and <laughs> I, but I ended up working for this guy for a year mm-hmm. to pay for it. And it just seemed like it just, it never ended. You know, yeah. um, one of the things that I think that, that we do in being the implementer is mm-hmm. they felt as if, you know, it's stuff that you're not paying me for the fact that it took me 30 minutes, right? You're paying right. me for the fact that I have 30 years experience. Bingo. Because of the 30 years experience, it only takes me 30 minutes to do it. And that would frustrate the clients because Mm -hmm. they felt like, you know, the only way that they could visualize my work was that I was sitting there actually working. I'm like, that, that's not what I do. What I do is, you know, I put it together and then some is just, you know, maintenance at that point, but it's Mm not, I'm not creating brand new stuff every single month. And, and they were, you know, the, the expectation became just over and over of more and more and more and more and more. And truthfully, at the core, their biggest problem was their staffing. Mm, so, which you probably you, could not fix. Right. <laughs> so at that point, you were like, I wish I had to just pay for the implants and this would have been done. Right. Right. You know, and it, you always think that, oh, yeah, 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 that works until you really get into this the barter sounds great for the moment but i think you hit the nail on the head cash is not the problem cash is not the problem and i have said for years that i learned from dan kennedy gosh 20 years is that if you can't make money without money then when you get some you're going to screw it up too Absolutely. because your problem is not that you have no money your problem is that you don't know what to do to get a customer and to get somebody to pay you you know, your problem is not your resources. Your problem is that you're not being resourceful. So we need to, yeah, no, that's Tony Robbins. It's not me, Tony <laughs> Robbins. Um, you know, but but it really just brings it down. It's like, okay, so, so the core of business is not, uh, which is why I love hearing you say that, that what you do, this visual branding is not a startup. It really isn't. No. It, it is an upgrade to, yes. you are here, now I want you to be here because that's yes. the that's where I think people start with you mm-hmm. and then they still have to adjust it because they haven't fixed, right? Or they right. not start with you personally, but start with this visual branding because that's right. what they think is going to make them money. And it and it doesn't. What the way you did it was so phenomenal and I love your story and how you did it is that yeah, you started out with these people that you thought should have been your target that's what business is it's an evolution that in your brain you think that your target is one person and it turns out being somebody totally different but where the struggle is and where the pain is is you holding on to that old one instead of progressing to the new one what girl you better preach that is it and see here's (laughs) the thing here's the thing as we grow in business 
I'm bringing more to the table. So I can't, yes. I can't charge you $300 for a website and I'm bringing $10,000 worth of value when you sit and ask, well, should I do this? Should I do? Now I'm consulting. Now I'm a strategist. So right. I can't charge you $300 for right. a website that I did in 2000, like 10 years ago. Right. Because I'm bringing, I brought more to the table. Right, so. right, right. You know, I, I say to, to, well, I no longer take private clients. Like, there's so many things that I just don't do. It's like, uh -huh. oh, yeah, no. No, no, no. That feels like a job. <laughs> That's kind of funky. I don't coach anymore. Not individual. No, no, no. Because, you you know, if you'd like me to partner, because I get results. And so then we get the results and you think it's you. And then you don't want to pay. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, at the, at the end, you start going, it was you. Uh-huh. But so now I don't because if you, you know, if I believe in your business, then I may partner with you and then yeah. we'll make this work. But if I don't, then no, no, no. But what, I, gosh, and I, now I forgot what I was going to tell you, but it was a really good point. But we'll, we'll uh, It'll come back. It'll come it will, back. It will. But it, it, it is, oh, 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 is what I would tell people when they would hire me is that I said, you've confused me for a vendor. Mm. I'm not. I'm not the marketing girl. I'm not a vendor. I'm a leader and I'm yes. a leader in business growth. And if you'd yeah. like a leader to join your team to lead you to the next level, then I can't wait. But if you want a vendor, then you can go get the, the $10 marketing girl, right? Listen, I have a meme that I put out probably two weeks ago that says, I am a leader that's assigned to other leaders. So one way, one way I really know if somebody's my ideal client, are they yeah. already a leader? And if yeah. they are not a leader, that's a good indication to me that I am really, that's really not because I am a leader that's assigned to other leaders. There you go. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, no. And, and I think we know each other, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, which is why I sent the invitation to you. You know, yeah. and you were like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. You know, because that, that's it. Like we see those signs, like we, yeah. people see it. So just know that you're doing the right thing. You Thank know, you. They Thank all you. see it. No, I, I think it's important that, that we tell each other. Right. Because yeah. I struggle just like anybody else. And I think, you know, I'm really transparent about it now because mm -hmm. shoving down that struggle and hiding that struggle caused me so much misery. Yeah. And I was struggling because, you know, these people put me on a pedestal and I felt like I couldn't fail anymore, which how I built my multi-million dollar businesses over and over again is because I got to fail. And as a coach, you know, I wasn't allowed to fail anymore. And they would, oh, I can't work with her because, you know, that last promotion didn't work. And it's like. And their last 10 didn't work, but okay. <laughs> I, but it, it was, you know, but that's what right. happens, you know, when you yeah. get through the start. That's why I always have, you know, I have my core around me that's building me up, that's that's encouraging me, that's that's doing all these things, you know. And then that's how I got to, okay. You know, they would say, well, why are you taking those clients? Is that, is that what you want to do? Well, no, mm -hmm. but that's, you know, that's what's paying. So, so now I don't focus on the things that I can do. I focus on the things that I want to do because I can do anything. I mean, yeah, I'm the baddest chick on the right. planet. You know what I mean? I mean it's, it's, there's not much, I, <laughs> Let's be clear. not much I can't do, right? But it's like, do I want to do it? And so that's why I yeah. think this has been such a blessing to me because like I want to do, like I can't wait for the interviews. They've just yeah. been, and just just to sit and just listen to 
like your philosophies and, and how you're doing it, you know, the promises that you're making to, to clients. I love that you asked that question because that's yeah. key. Not just what are you solving, but what are you promising you fixing to do? Cause we need yeah. to make sure that that's aligned yes. with what everything looks like. I love, love, love that you asked that question to them. What I know that you are busy and, and we could go on for hours. Ah, this is, this is so fun. You, we are so grateful that you are part of MDE Nation. Are you enjoying this episode? Let me know what you think, especially if you have a question. I would love to answer it personally. You can go to RochelleShaw.com forward slash podcast to get more information about each episode or to be reminded of the MDE weekly assignment and so much more. Go to RochelleShaw.com forward slash podcast. Tell me about, you know, one way that I've asked everybody, tell me the one thing that you think, you know, this, this whole series is about financial freedom. And when I struggled before, I don't, I didn't like it, you know, and they say that money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure takes care of a lot of the challenges that I deal with. Right. So, yeah. you know, my father, one of the things he told me was he said, okay, here's your lessons. Right. So one of them was misery is optional. So if I had the face and was pouting, he'd be like, okay, uh -huh. you can do that, but you got to do that over there. I don't want to look right. at it. So, so go on and when you're finished, you can come back. I ain't not right. You know, and 10 minutes later, I'd be back because it really is optional. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to be miserable. Yeah. And the second thing is he said, let me tell you something, Michelle. Now, my dad was not a rich man. He, uh -huh. he was a dabbler in entrepreneurship. He just, you know, he, I think he, he set the seed, but I actually was the one who, who did it. So I know. Oh, wow. But what he said to me was, he said, most of your problems can be solved by a 10 minute conversation or $200. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when you're, you know, what is it? Employees, friend, whatever, you know, 10 minutes, just sit down and have this conversation. Or is it just $200 pay for that to go away? $200 when he told me was a lot of money, you know, now right. $1,000, but, right. but I always knew that Jesus, number one, I could choose to be happy. Yeah. I could choose to be free and not be enslaved. And the third one is that, you know, I can make that go away by making enough cash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I'm doing this is so for financial freedom, because I want yeah. people to have that, you know, to be set free as you are set free. You get to make yeah. your schedule. You get to do what you want to do. You get to choose your clients. I mean, that's that that was probably the biggest freeing thing ever when I realized that I could choose. I could yeah. choose. I just don't have to take you because you come to Oh yeah. <laughs> right. You know, that helps you really get on the other side of crazy. But Yes. <laughs> the one thing that you think that our audience can do, or would you recommend for our audience to do to crush 2019? The rest of the year. Wait, the know, rest of the year. Yeah, I would say, and, and I know people hear mindset a lot, but I've, I have got to throw in that if you can shift your mindset to money grows on trees, money grows on trees. We grew up, you know, they would ask for sneakers or ask for a leather jacket. Do you think we have a money tree in the back? Do you think money grows on trees? And that's what most of us 
came up with that money doesn't grow on trees. So we have this, this interesting thought about money. And I remember when I left corporate America, I was planning, I left corporate America thinking I would be in lack. And so I was like, okay, I got this stash over here. If something happened, I'll sell this. I'm going to take this and I'm going to spread this. I'm going to have this every month so I can cover. And in my mind, when I left, I thought I had to set up all of these stop gaps. But let me tell you what happened. After the first month I left, I doubled the goal that I had in mind of what I wanted each month. So I said, well, now that's the new goal. And so what I can tell you is leaving corporate a good Good job. Right. 25 years. I walked away and I have seen nothing but increase and I have not seen decrease. I just met with my accountant yesterday and she said, you know, you're X percentage over. I was like, yep, I know I'm looking at my numbers, but it is it is a mindset. So as soon as at that one month where I did that double, I said, oh, well, this these stop gaps and this lack and maybe I, I even listen. I even went to a friend, Tony. I said, you do coupon and show me how to coupon because, you know, maybe I got a stockpile deodorant and stockpile because in my, I am serious. I am so serious. My friend, if she, if she watches this, she's a couponer. I went to, I did that one time, Rochelle. And I'm telling you, as soon as my mindset shift to money, I can generate money. I can make the, so the money is not going to be, is not the problem for the rest of 2019. Money is not the problem. You can generate the money. You can create the money. You can be further along than you were. What has to shift is in your mind. You have to believe that. And you have to have that mindset shift that you can generate, make, attract the money. And so that's what I have to say. I love it. She's like, look, I can't be funky. So I'm going to stockpile my deal. Listen, I'm telling you, it's the truth. It's the truth. And I never had to, I did it that one time. I have yes. not. I have never had to do it again. I don't even think about it. Right. Well, well you, you, I, I think that that I love that you said that. And, you know, there are some things that I do that that it, it drives people crazy. Right. It drives my guy crazy, crazy. Right. Because he'll go, did you just say, you know, why are you doing that? Well, because, uh -huh. you know, there are a couple things that I don't do. If I need gas, I get gas at the closest gas station. Right. I'm not driving. <laughs> For 20 cents. For what? Right. right. That drives me to drink. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, well, the gas over here is, you know, and I listen to people and I go, so, so let, let's do the math, right? So I said, so how much, how many gallons do you have in your car? Well, I have 20 gallons. I said, really? Okay. So it was how much cheaper over there? It was five cents. I said, okay. So five cents times 20 is how much? Right. And they go, right. $10. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> Do it better. A dollar. One dollar. So by driving all the way over, you saved one dollar. So if, see, for me, one dollar is, no, I eat up one dollar. You know what Listen, I'm saying? You I'm can't. Away. What, you can't even, what can you hardly buy? You can't even hardly buy a bag of chips for a dollar if they add the tax. Can't. You can't because it's this big, right? At the Dollar Tree. Right. right? When you go there, you say, wait. When the, when I saw that they were selling steak, I was like, come on, knock it off. <laughs> At the Dollar Tree. Oh, you know, now 
do I go to the Dollar Tree? How do I know they sell steaks? Because I do go there. I buy right. envelopes right. and stuff to ship my books and, and things that like highlighters. But but we yes. all know that the highlighters only go highlight once. Okay? So don't expect it to highlight for the rest of the year. No, exactly. you know, and they're just, you know, we giggle and, and folks are going to get tired of me using this example, but I don't have shampoo, right? So, because I don't do my own hair. Right. So that's like, wait, you ain't have shampoo? Mm -mm. No, nope. no. I have an unlimited subscription to the blow dry bar. So Lip when I need, I call and I walk in and I sit down and they do my hair. And I leave because, but then that was part of, you know, I was on TV all the time and I couldn't right. be, Ooh, how do I get an appointment? And, and I'm and Ooh, and I no, you know, so no. then those things became just part of my lifestyle and that poverty mindset will take you down to nothing. If you start holding on money flows, not only does it grow on trees, but it flows. So, mm -hmm. Whenever, like, only because, you know, I mean, everybody knows my story. I filed bankruptcy and then I lost it all twice. The second time it was like, damn, I already filed bankruptcy. So, so I can't do that again. So I just got to suck it up, buttercup, right? So the thing is, is that every time I would try to hold on to money and not pay for things, no money would come in. Zero. But as soon as I paid everything on time and just let it go, guess what happened? The money would show up. It would show up and you know what happens is what happens Rochelle is then yeah. you start working with clients that you really you don't want to work with so then you Correct. start going backwards like well I know I said I didn't want to work with startups so maybe but maybe I could throw a special and you know to yep. get some money and do yep. some little quick yep. cheap websites then you then you're spending hours and hours on a three or four hundred dollar website where yeah. somebody that paid you five thousand it was quick and easy i'm ready for my photo shoot do my site i'm yeah. done and you still six months later tinkering with a five hundred dollar site right that's right. what happens. waiting for them and that's what happens and then you know as you take these horrible clients you know then you you build a tribe of horrible people because they refer you to their other horrible people, their other cheap bastards. And now you've got this like cheap bastards. Listen, yeah. I have a friend. I have a friend that does graphics. I don't do graphics, and I referred. This was a while ago, so no, nobody yeah. recent. But I referred somebody to him. He called. He said, "Why did you send this crazy person?" To me, right. he said, "Why are you sending? Send me the good people, not the crazy people." Right? What is this? Right? This was you, while, a while ago, and you and you don't know that you're in this this this, yeah. this hamster wheel, you know, and you and you get caught up in it. So if you are constantly like, money grows on trees, everything mm -hmm. that I need will be provided. You know, everybody knows yes. that I am an extremely faithful person. He's still working on me. You know, as he tells me about my cousin, but it just yeah. is. But it, it's just that if you don't believe that, he's done so many things, you know. So on my desk is, I gotta go grab this, is my thank you God jar, right? Beautiful. And so in it is any time that I become unfaithful or start to worry. Mm. Open this up. I grab one. Look, I haven't had to do it in a while, so the mason is all stuck. And I grab it, and I go, okay, so what am I thanking you for? So, 
Oh my goodness. So this one was when I went to see my friend, Kevin, Kevin launched his sales for his group career and we sold nine new clients together. That was $17,000. Thank you. Laura. This was February 19th, 2013. Six years mm. ago. But it's, wow. it's still, yeah, worthy to, it's right? still, you know, worthy of this reflection. Yes. Everything, you know, it, it's just, there's, there's just one after the other one. Wow, thank you mm. for helping me develop my speaking skills. I see it making an impact. Right? Wow. Just, just over and over. So I love to have these as I a way love to just, this idea just keep doing it. Oh, you know, this guy sold me, paid for, I, I spoke at an event and I sold it mm -hmm. and the person paid me for the whole thing. And it's just, wow, ex exciting. Thank you so much, Lord. February 22nd, 2015. So I, I just like, like all I of it, but without it, right, you get caught up in this thing that that money is not everywhere yeah. and it doesn't come out and it, it, it just is, it is crazy and and i love that you picked mindset thank you very much i know that you are super busy and to take you know an hour with me no, this is, is an honor <laughs> just i'm so <laughs> grateful i'm so grateful i can't wait to work with you more and to do more things you know you you have been just amazing thank you so much. ladies and gentlemen my friend charvette mitchell Yay! thank you <laughs> thanks everybody